the history and the fate of Netheril, I suppose, would go something like this. The Empire of Netheril rose more than 5,000 years ago. Those who follow the Dale Reckoning calendar would place the date of Netheril's birth at negative 3859 DR. The Netherese legacy began with the discovery of the Nether Scrolls. These long golden scrolls taught Netherese arcanists how to wield magic beyond their wildest fantasies. It took centuries, but the Netherese who mastered the power of the Nether Scrolls became a ruling class, living on great flying cities or taking refuge in remote subterranean lairs. Despite their great power, the Netherese faced a growing threat. Under the heart of their empire lived spellcasting aberrations called Faerim. Using their ability to drain magic, the Faerim began to unravel the weave, without which Netheril would collapse into ruin. In negative 339 DR, four years after the fall of Yithrin, the Empire's most powerful arcanist, Tarsus, attempted to neutralize the Faerim threat by casting a spell of unparalleled power that would enable him to replace Mistral as the god of magic, giving him absolute control over the weave. Mistril countered Cassis at a key moment during the casting of the spell, a feat she could accomplish only by sacrificing herself and tearing the weave. Cassis was slain instantly, and for a time thereafter most of the creatures of the world were either without magic or simply unable to control it. Without great magic to keep them aloft, the remaining flying cities of Netheril crashed to the ground, and many arcanists who survived were driven mad. Once magic came back into use, Netherese arcanists could no longer cast their mightiest spells as they had before, forcing them to resort to traditional wizardry. Four hundred years after Cassus cast his spell, the Netherese Empire was no more crushed by its enemies and undone by its own hubris. Now, it says here in this journal, left by a Thufius, after using the Yithrin Mithala to lift the enclave of Yithrin into the sky, Iriolathis and his apprentices traveled to the frozen north in search of relics of Astoria, a bygone empire of magic-wielding giants that waged war against the dragons 40,000 years earlier. After many fruitless excavations, they found a large stone spindle bearing strange sigils at the bottom of the Sea of Moving Ice and brought it back to Yithrin for study in the fall of negative 343 DR, the year of the chilled marrow. During one of their experiments, something went wrong. A flash of power from the spindle caused the Yithrin Mithala to shut down which in turn caused the city to fall out of the sky and crash into the ice below. The inhabitants of Yithrin had only a few moments to react as the city fell. 
Mysterio Lathis conjured a doorway to a magical demiplane and stepped through it just in time. As Yithrin settled into its icy grave, all magic in the city became undone for a brief time, as though some thing was trying to siphon it all away. The demiplane expelled Iriolathus in that instant, trapping the Lich in Yithrin and became a living demiplane. Iriolathus searched the ruins of the city for his spellbook and his phylactery, recovering only the former. He also found several magical servants in stasis that had survived the devastation as well as a handful of apprentices who had used their spells in ingenious ways to escape death. Some of those inside tried to flee Githrin, but glacial ice blocked all conventional routes of escape and attempts to leave by magic were thwarted by a troublesome intercessor, the mysterious spindle in Iriolathus's citadel was still putting out magical pulses of energy to hinder spellcasting. By the time this disruption stopped some fifty years later, fear and madness had warped the minds of the apprentice mages, transforming them into nothics. Meanwhile, Iriolathus grew increasingly feeble, until finally the lich's skeletal body turned to dust. And what is this here? Something about... I can't see. It appears that this is, in fact, damaged by... that blasted fire. Well, from what I can make out, it says something about... an arcane octad... and... The Spire of Iriolathus. Okay, so you're telling me that my entire theory about this whole place being a giant clockwork city is wrong? Perhaps. Perhaps not. Okay. Alright. I'm gonna go with the ladder on that one, okay? I still think that this whole thing's moving for some reason, and we just gotta figure out how it's ticking. I kinda think the same thing, Morty. It does kinda feel like a city in here, so... Mm? Maybe something's gotta give for it to start working again. Maybe something's broken, we can fix it. That would be sweet. But what that we know, that is... More. ...related to the number eight. Uh, the, well, how many of those towers are there here? There were nine. The magical ones. The one was destroyed, I think. If they do correspond with the various schools of magic, then that would make the most sense. Eight schools of magic. The one tower for each. You know what you know what Okay, so... So we need to go to each one of those. But... Mm -hmm. Just like when Terriel walked through the one, and, and and you dealt with it really well, but if we can sort of work together, because, uh, Velen, you said that you can sort of, like, get rid of magic. I know it's something I can do, I just can't, like, r not right now, but um, sort of, like, we can dispel it as we go, if there's more sort of protections on these towers. Uh, well, dispelling magic is not something in my arsenal currently. 
Um, but if it if it is in yours, then we can utilize that perhaps. Okay. Um. Okay, but like, wouldn't that cost like a bunch of magic to do that? Because I think that's like a that sounds very powerful. Right. Couldn't yeah. we just maybe try to use something to set traps off? Maybe they're like motion or magic. We might just have to use a little bit of something instead of a lot. Yeah. Morty well, can yeah, do but... it. Morty can be the setter offer. So. Oh well, yeah, I could. Well, but I do recommend I... using the goblin. <laughs> Scamp, that's mean. Could, could we not use something like scandering? booger? But what is it that we learned about the mythology? We could use and... my susu. That's really smart. Hold on. That's what Jeffy Hold on. Hold on. We've learned about the Mithlar in the center of the city, yes? How it's the power source for all of this. Yeah. What is it that we learned about the towers? There was something about how it disables uh, at some point in, in order to turn off the Mithlar. Is that is is it that we need to go ahead and disable each of the towers itself? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what we this really This was too damaged to say anything else, unfortunately. Right. Well, okay. Ray. We, well, we have the wand, right? So we can go back to the tower and, and I don't know, we can have it and deal with that anvil, right? Because that's why we went and dealt with those uh, big trees. Uh-huh. So we can do that and see if something happens. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if something will happen. When, when we're outside, does anyone remember if there's lights coming from the tower? Could we, like visibly see light that was coming from those towers, yes? Yes. Each of the towers has, uh, well, at least the one that you saw, um, had a sigil that was glowing on it. Right. A large sigil, sigil near the top of the tower. Maybe we do need to turn those off then. That makes the most sense. Maybe. Um, okay. So, we, um, we need to, I know I'm getting tired, I'm sure everyone else is, considering what we've gone through today, but do we want to deal with yes. the tower first, and then rest, or rest and then tower? I Probably rest. Kill a I will be no good to Yeah, we should probably get everyone. out of here, too. As well, did anybody see that thing guy? Okay. Meanwhile, okay. King's what? port is still huddled in the corner. Fins over their head. Oh, I told him to come with me. He didn't hooks. come with me. They're, they're fleshy hooks. God damn it. Remember, it goes back over there. Yeah, fleshy hooks. <laughs> come, come on, man. You're coming with us. King's port slowly picks their head up. And then, voice in common comes from Kingsport. Is he gone? For now. For now. Are you That's sure? wonderful. You can talk. Is he dead? Um. No. N- no. Is Fins- there anything you can tell us of him? Fins go back over Kingsport's head. Well, Kingsport, Let's- if you, my man, if you don't. Come with us. He might come back here and get you, so you can come with us and then we can protect you, maybe. Make a persuasion check, please, Moonbrook? Yes, sure. 
which is not my forte, but we'll try. Hold on. Persuasion. Oh. Sorry. <sighs> Fins kind of come down. Kingsport slowly waddles over. Um, welcome to the group, man. And, like, she kind of looks at everybody and kind of shrugs, like, what do I do with him now? Oh, good, we have something that can trigger the traps. Good thinking. We're not going to uh -huh. use him for the traps. <laughs> That's terrible. What do you mean? You're going to use me a moment ago. No, we were not going to use you. Chubby we were going to use yeah. Booger or or the exactly. or something. Yeah, you can use my A susu. book? Try throwing no. books in? Mm, no, I was going to use you, Morty, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, uh, either way, and, and we can sort of, you know, Scan can help us out and tell us if it's a danger, right? Because I know that I can I can detect magic, so we can do that. And if, if uh, Scan goes... You know, off of what I'm saying, yeah, this is dangerous, and then we can dispel, we can send something, you know, we can do something. We got sort of a loose plan. Definitely. I think that's probably for the best. Just having a loose plan, kind of going with it, because we can't really know what's going to happen, so... Kingsport, can you tell if that guy comes back? Can you feel I, him? I, I do not feel him or anything. Like that, I, I can hear him sometimes. Hmm. Yeah, but he, he just like Griffin's cry is very powerful. Can you tell us if you feel him or think he's coming close? I suppose, but I don't have any special ability to do that. Okay. Well. Should we, um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff here, but I, I, I don't know, is it worth, like, gathering up just, like, stuff on this table and just leaving? I don't know if it's worth it. Like, if there's any importance to any of this stuff, I know we don't have a lot of time to probably look around, but... We probably want to just leave and try to find somewhere close by to sleep. Yes, that sounds very, very good. I think sleeping is important, but with that guy somewhere in here... It's not safe. What do you think, Teriel? <clears throat> no one's gonna like my idea, so I'll just, um... Well, I wanna you hear know. it. I mean... Well, I believe that we don't take advantage of the time that we have. Um, you know, I understand we get really messed up in battle sometimes, but we're in a gold mine currently. He was looking for something that was in here. If we find that object, that could be a bargaining chip or something that can get us out of trouble. If we leave here and do not gain any upper hand, he can come in at any moment, practically while we sleep. We don't know if he's watching now, have no idea where he is, and then take you out without you knowing. But if we have what he's looking for, it's just a thought. My theory. And I like that idea. My theory is, I have several, by the way, but this one right now is, I think he did say something about this library and in some sort of allusion to his mind. 
I don't know if anybody caught that on last time, in the, you know, moments ago. When I say last time, I mean moments ago, and before we fought. Um, he said something about, um, he misplaced it in his mind, and now he can't find it physically here. So I'm wondering if there is some sort of, um, if this library is actually his mind, and this is like the Netherese representation of some sort of pocket realm into his brain. So we may not find it. It may not even be here because he forgot where it was. You know, if he forgot, if he forgot it or doesn't know where it is or doesn't know where he placed it, it would never show up. You know. Also, I like remind you that we have to be careful of our surroundings. Apparently, this place is not as built with construction that we're normally around. Might I add? Be careful about leaning against any walls. I guess through the walls could be people. And again, we do have competition as well with the Arcane Brotherhood. I'm more worried about pillars waking up and eating you, spitting on you, you name it. Do you... I would be worried about both. Uh, Professor Scant. Yes? How, How quickly could you... Like, I, I, I don't really understand what you are inside of this, that ball, so how quickly could you look at something and understand what it is before you move to the next thing? Like, it, is it sort of as fast as you, like I could, or could you do it faster? Like, could we hold you up and walk around with you and you look for something specifically? I am extremely capable and intelligent. I would assume that most of you would not be able to do such things as quickly as myself. That's what I say, though, and so, so that's not always true, okay? Okay. okay. I've never heard that before. No, but it's definitely true in Scant's case. Okay, Scant. We're not intelligent. It's, it's definitely true. Okay, okay right. well, I'm going to agree I'll with Scant right now. I Is included this... myself in it. Right, okay, so for what Terriel's talking about, what do you think we should be looking for? The, what he was looking for, right? Uh, yeah. the, whatever the yeah. book is, and then yeah. anything yeah. else that might be relevant. Look at the keepers. Something keepers. Finders keepers. But also... Remember when I alluded to there possibly being some other potential hiding places in here, and he said that it was a possibility. We should keep our eyes peeled for anything that could open secret passageways or be a trapdoor or something of that sort. He also played us for a fool and told you a lot of stuff that wasn't true, and he knew a lot all along. Well, he said he didn't know and that it was possible. I have no reason to feel well, he would lie about something like that. What I'm... Okay. Um, Kingsport, um, do you happen to know, like, what the hell he was looking for using you, man? The Master Scrivenscry was looking for a very particular set of books. But, like, can you find it faster than we can? Do you just, like, feel the magic in it or something? No. Well, I had we'd asked if the books themselves were magical, and then could he, he said the no, Susu right? travel around with Scant while the rest of us rest, potentially, for an hour or so. But how long do you think it would take you to go through all of this, Scant, to try to find whatever this book is? Several hours, most likely, at the very least. Most likely, a day. 
A day, okay. There are, in day? fact, many books here. Very There's some way skin. we can give him legs? Or wings? I or do something? not need legs. Well, how would you... Could you go through it while we rest? Go through Nearby? it? All, all of the things here to find what we seek. As I said, it would most likely take a day to look through everything. But yes, I have the capability to move around. Oh, perfect. Well, then let's just have him do it and we'll sleep. My, my, only, yeah, concern, you'll do all the work. my only concern is if that thing comes back and a takes very valid from concern. us. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. be we right have to here. Have, we have no, to have but, one person at watch. Yeah, like someone like it, has to always be watching. We can take turns at watch. That's fine. Are we resting here? Is that what we're thinking right now? Chippy oh. still thinks we should go outside and rest, but if you think it's best to rest in here. Well, if we're going to leave Scant here, then it makes sense to just stay, does it not? Especially if someone is awake. You know, if we take turns to keep watch, then if something comes at us, then we will face it. But at least yeah. we will face it somewhat rested. The problem is that if this, if Scant can move around, that's great. But if we're not able to be right next to it and this thing shows up, he's going to get Scant. And that's a huge resource that's we'll lose. That's what I'm saying. Precisely. We stay right here. Yeah, we can't no, afford no, that. No, but the, the library is, is big, right? <laughs> so it's going to be moving cool. around in it. So unless One we're of following them. Kingsport's flippers are just kind of like gently wiggling back and forth. Yeah, man. What's up? If I may say. Master Scriven's cry has been searching for quite some time. I do not believe the books are here. Well, I don't think we're in his brain. I just think the books aren't here, and he thinks they are. Okay, well, people take books out of libraries. In that case, I think we should leave and go sleep somewhere. What if we get scanned? Insight. On King's Why don't we just walk outside yeah. and sure. rest? If we get a chance to read all the books in here, leave them for a bit, and then we burn the place down. Um, yeah, you haven't really known him very long, Moonbrook. Um, he seems pretty scared. I don't think he's really got any reason to lie at this point. Okay, so... So what do we know? The books could be here, but maybe not, considering how long this guy's been looking. Scant might be able to find it, but it would take him a whole day to look through here. So, that's a long time. The thing's still out there, and it's dangerous. And we need to get to all these different towers. That's what we know we so to, far, right? We need to rest first. We will be no good to end each other or anyone... Or against anything if we don't rest. So, what do we think is the best place to set up? Shamal. Shamal, reminder, if we take a rest and try to, you know, lick our wounds, there's a very good chance this jackal person's gonna also lick their wounds. And I mean that both literally and metaphorically. Yeah, but we could leave the place. Do you think he's just gonna follow us all around the city? Yeah. Even He's if he trapped does. in his brain, too. 
If this is his brain, Morty, maybe he can't leave. Thank you, thank you. Yes, maybe. All right. Yeah. So, maybe we can just do a cursory look as we leave and grab stuff that might be useful or important that we see. Sure. I think we take a couple books, and if something happens to on the way out, then we know something's weird about this place. Yeah? Okay. So, we heading out? All right. Okay. Um, Ray's gonna grab a bunch of the, whatever these scrolls and things are, and he's just gonna try and shove them into his bag, and... Yeah, a lot of them were destroyed. Ray, do me a favor and roll a... D3. Oh. My favorite Mighty Ducks movie. <laughs> Two. One of the scrolls on the desk seems intact. Okay. Uh, I pick that up. Um, if we're all shuffling out, I won't look at it, but if we haven't started doing that, then I will. Mm-hmm. Are you grabbing anything else from this place? I'm going to grab a book off the shelf. Okay. I think uh, Cheppy's going to go over to the desk and, like, are there any drawers in the desk? Uh, yeah. Yeah, there would be. I think she'll probably just, like, check and see if any of them are locked and then just kind of, like, open them and look inside. Sure. There is one locked drawer. The others have ink and parchment. Um, which on its own is fairly valuable. Hey, Moonbrook, there's a there's a locked drawer here. Do you, do you think you could try opening it? <laughs> I can try. You know, that's my fave. So she'll go over there and look at the lock first. Jeppy does feel slightly guilty about robbing somebody. <laughs> oh, I don't. Um, can I can I see if there's any traps on it? Absolutely. Give me an investigation check. Uh, check real quick. not Moonbrook. You can see her like running her fingerless gloved hand like on the underside like just like feeling for the traps and then she'll like try like she'll you know get her tools out and then try to lock it. Go ahead and make a thieves tools check would be a dexterity based check 31 just break the it's, it's it doesn't even it's like two seconds not even moonbrook with a deft turn of your wrist 
the lock it just, is open. And it looks so cool when she does it to Cheppy, who's just standing there watching her. It's effortless. It doesn't even Cheppy's look like she's blown she away. Was that even locked? <laughs> what what just happened? It it would you did you didn't see, okay yeah I don't no, think it was locked. locked no no it was definitely you know what fuck y'all go ahead look at it. Cheppy's gonna walk over and open up the drawer. Sure. You open up the drawer, and inside you see uh, a smaller book. Um, without touching it, can I see what it says? There is nothing written on the cover. It's a leather-bound book. It looks old. Chubby's I mean, I know a lot of the books here would probably look old. And just, you know, for the sake of, you know, physics, all of the books in here should be disintegrating. They're not. This one looks old. Chubby's going to pick it up? Sure. Pick up the book. It's not a particularly thick book. It's probably on the thinner side. Um, And there's... Um, yeah, all the corners are kind of like, you know, a little bit damaged. It's worn, you know, it's very sort of, um, worn. The corners are made of leather and the, uh, the, like a different kind of leather than the main portion of the book. Um, you know, it's kind of like wraps of the corners are kind of like a different color, and there's some gilded accents that are very faded. I can't hear you. Whoa, look at this book I just found. And um, I think Cheppy's actually gonna walk towards Velen. Are you right if I take a look at this with Scant really quick? Yeah, definitely. All right. And I'll Chippy, just scan on my thing. If um, Cheppy looks at it, so there's no writing at all on the outside. Nope. I think Cheppy would stay next to Velen and watch it being like looked over. Hmm. Okay. And I'll go ahead and I'll open up to the first page. The first thing that strikes you as immediately odd, Velen, is there are many languages used just on the first page alone in the same handwriting. However, Rothis is well-versed in various languages and linguistics. Scant, can you make anything of this? Hmm, yes. Interesting. I believe this is some form of security in the words many languages used to disguise everything that is said, perhaps. Right. It appears that every fourth word or so is a different language, or the beginning of another language. Hmm. Well, it could take us some time. begins to wave his flipper again. Yes, Kingsport? 
I believe that is Master Scriven's Christ journal. Oh, we have a little homework then. Could be useful. Lovely. Tebby, are you, are you all right if I put this in my bag so that we can look it over later and translate it all? Yeah, definitely. Cheppy <laughs> Cheppy will not be able to read that by herself. All right. And I'll go ahead and I'll slip it into my pouch. Sure thing. But before we leave, um, does it seem like the shelves that are still intact, as if, like, they are in any particular, like, um, categorization, like, historical... Um, you know, mm. things like that. Yeah, definitely. It's a library, so I'm sure there right. would be some sort of organization. Um, it would probably be organized. I don't imagine it would be by author. I imagine it would probably be like the Dwarvy Decimal System. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, I think it would probably be something like the time period and then alphabetized by the title. Okay. Um, before we leave, I just want to take a cursory glance with uh, Scant and see if I see anything that, you know, any of the titles that jump out uh, in terms of, like, the Arcane Octad and the Spire of Eriolarthus. Sure. In particular. Yeah, absolutely. Give me an investigation check. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. One thing that does strike you immediately is all of these books are extremely valuable um a lot of these books are probably lost to the ages you would imagine that some of these tomes on average would probably run about 250 gold pieces each this library is basically a king's ransom on its own Maybe we should take a couple more of these because we could we could help rebuild the Dale with this information. These would sell for an absolute ransom. You can imagine for- that like only some of the the greatest libraries in the world that have really stood the test of time and have like enchantments on maintaining books and and keeping them um keeping keeping their state so that they that they wouldn't disintegrate after this amount of time uh is the only way that they would have some copies of these books right like just you know the mad like great centers of magic across the world might have libraries that could come close to this but this place is lost in time. I think we stack a bunch up in one of the bags of holding and just get out. Precisely you what I was going to say. literally spoke my thoughts. <laughs> uh, is there any books on like, uh, is it all just Yithrin or is it like the war? No, there's a, books? there's a lot of stuff. Um, oh. Keep in mind uh, from what Professor Scant has told you, uh, this place basically crashed about 1,500 years ago. And the empire itself was from, was about four to 5,000 years ago. It's currently 1489 DR, and the empire of the Netheril 
kind of started about negative 3,300. Ooh. Um, I'm pretty much going to go and find any books on uh, magic or uh, crown wars or any of that nature. Serial's uh, like very interested in seeing yeah. his history. Absolutely. Things are going to be very foreign to you unless you have like really, you know, long standing recollections of very, very old history from a long time ago. You know, you have stuff here that's referencing things as if they happened recently, you know, like um, it's a, it's probably a very weird feeling, I imagine. Imagine going into a library that is you know, at least 1500 years old. Uh, the things that yeah, they're I talking can... about is just they're just different. Should I roll on anything? Or, because I mean uh, he's yeah. just going to go around grabbing yeah, go ahead, the go most ahead and make fanciest an looking boots. Uh, do we do I get any help of anybody else looking or no? Well, I was I was looking before, but I don't know if that would be helpful oh, to you. Okay. It's like it's so hard specifically because like everything here is valuable, you know. Right. Um, oh, okay. So, so we'll say make an investigation check for you for you, Terry, looking for something specific on uh, magic. Uh, I got news for you; it's not going to be tough. It's a nineteen. Yeah, that's plenty. This place okay. is a former giant floating city. There's loads of stuff on magic here. <laughs> stuff you've never even fucking heard of. About arcane methods of magic that just maybe reading the first few paragraphs blow your mind. And you'd have to get help from Professor Scant to read any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because most of this is written in Loros. There's a few bits that are written in Elven and a few bits that are written in uh, other languages uh, that you might be able to pick up here and there without Professor Scant's help. But this is kind of what Professor Scant specializes in, uh, specifically that language of Loros. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's some amazing stuff here, Terrio. Awesome. And uh, because he's also in back of his head, he's thinking about two things. He's thinking about his mentor back at home. And um, if anybody recalls in the early days, and he's thinking about burying some stuff with Leoric. Uh, but he's not sharing that with anyone. Uh, so he's just like, um, do you mind? He turns to Velen, do you mind holding Scant up while I just pick up yes. the most fanciest books? All we'll, right? say, All right. we'll say, in fact, uh, Teriel, that you find a book on, um, you find a book about Mistral which I think you've heard about Leoric talking about before. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and um, nothing specifically about Leoric's uh, god of choice. I think he's pretty happy about that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he's gonna, yeah, he'll just hold up books. Um, that look fancy and uh, just ask Scant, tell Scant what he's on. I'm looking for something about it, maybe something about the Crown Wars, ancient magics. Uh, before we dove, Vaishan drove into demons. Uh, we were a very proud race. We had so much that he just keeps going on and on about this and that, what he learned from his scholars. Um, and um, wants to learn more about uh, the ancients since he took an oath that he doesn't understand. Um, and then just ancient magic of this place, I guess you say. And then yeah. something on 
pocket doors that can be opened in any space. There's a lot Divio, here. Whatever books you're grabbing, just be very careful. Maybe we should empty one of the bags of holding and just put books in one because maybe this place is like preserving everything. We want to make sure these things stay safe. Yeah. It would really be the only way that any of these books have survived for this long. Whether they enchant the environment or the books themselves? Most likely the library itself. Oh, that's not good. It's the moment we take it out of here, it might disintegrate. Mm. Well, not necessarily. If you put something in the bag, up. it stays exactly how it is when you put it in. We just have to make sure to take it out. Well, okay. Yeah, somewhere but safe. It also could have just, like, suspended it, and when we take it out, then it'll just age like normal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just suspended for a long time. Not Hopefully. that time will catch up with it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping, because, I mean, Hopefully and I hold up the out, scroll yeah. and... We'll yeah. just try it out anyways. We'll all see right. what happens. Uh, Mortis or <laughs> Moonbrook? Oh, oh, all I got in my bag is so we could put them in here. Darling. I, I would rather... I would rather... Okay. You sure? I mean, I mean I would okay, rather, Morty, you do it. <laughs> no, I was asking Mortis for a reason. Uh, he'll appreciate this. He calls Mortis over and Daryl mm-hmm. uh, just like turns the bag upside down. You just hear... <laughs> Like all this iron and stuff falls out and the shardling piece. Oh shit. Alright, nope. <laughs> right? This I forgot about that. Step the heck back. And the shardling wand. I no, I, I, I have, have the it. wand. I have the wand. He had the wand. I have a giant piece of shardling. So we should a leave lot. this here. Maybe he'd Oh gosh, if it gets in his hands then I You should not leave that here. What do you want to do with it? Somebody needs to put it in a bag? Moonbrook should have it. Take my bag and I scoop it up. Yeah, probably put it okay. in Moonbrook's right. bag. What about all this iron? I have like 700, several hundred pounds, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to leave some of that. I don't think the bag can even hold that much, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, think... 220 pounds yeah. of iron. Chippy, do you need this iron? I mean... Chippy needs like 10 pounds of it. Is it 10 pounds? I have 220. It's 100. Is it 100? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Oh. I think it was That's 220 I have it marked. No, 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 no like I mean in terms of what Cheppy needed for magical oh, circle. Oh, oh, it's 100. It's 100 gold worth. Is uh, it yeah, is. so it's probably like... I don't know if we figured out how much that was worth. Uh, let's call it 25 pounds. Mortis, you mind yeah. breaking this apart and taking what you need and giving Cheppy at least 25 pounds worth? This is good. Yeah. I hate that we're losing. Oh boy, I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need an anvil. Where are you gonna put that iron at, Cheppy? Are you really gonna need an anvil? Hopefully one of the bags of holding. Oh I got an anvil. Well Moomba, can you not use your bag of holding to put the iron in? Of course, man. I'm shortling in here. Great. Thank you. Oh great, you can have the iron shortling. Great. She has shortling too. Okay. Alright, now that the bag is empty, I guess just Whatever you've got, Teriel, and whatever else anyone can grab, let's just put some books in and be very careful. Scant, if you see anything, let me know. Yeah, he's like being super careful and just like delicately setting it in. Um, You wouldn't happen to know any enchantments, Scant, would you, to keep the books preserved? Is there anything on in this library on enchantments to preserve preservation? I would think so, right? 
Well, we can spend the next day or so looking through all of the books. Oh, I'm sure we okay. could find <laughs> something. <laughs> Actually, no, no, no. The books aren't... They weren't magical because I, I was able to look earlier. And I didn't notice that. So I don't think there's any enchantments keeping them the way they are. I think it's the place itself. Right, but the contents of the books may have the recipe for us to make them preserved. Like the spell may be somewhere written in this giant fucking book of spells. Or library of spells. But as long as we're careful, we should be fine, I'm guessing. When we arrive to whatever, if we make it out of here alive, when we arrive to wherever we're going, we then we'll just take extra care and make sure that these stay yeah. where they are. I'm just really afraid that as soon as they hit air, well, let's get to the front, and I'll grab a book, and I'll just walk out, and we'll see what happens. That's what I've been doing this whole time. Because something not important. All... Something not important. That's what I uh, have. I'm not going to ask Kent, because he... <laughs> okay. <laughs> He'll say they're all important, right? Uh, you know what? It's fine. I Wait a minute. The, the... the scrolls are preserved, too, right? Why don't you take one of those burnt scrolls and see... No, that's... No, it's fine. I, I've, got, I've got this book on Druid Groves I found here. Just... It's uh, fine. And then I, I start walking towards the front. I don't think you want to get rid... I'm trying to think how many books you could fit into a bag of holding. You said it can hold... Cat, help us out. Up to 400 pounds? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like a 30 by 30 cube, I think. Yeah, and then it's really, yeah. It's the really, average weight. Yeah, it's not the weight, really. It's the space, probably, for the books. Hmm. Depends on how you stack them, yeah, too, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. It's going to be hard to stack that. You said it's 30 by 30 feet? I don't think feet. you have to worry about it. I think the, the, the bag... 30 by 30 it. feet? That's a lot of books. The bag stack. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, say... Yeah, it's 30 by 30. I'm going to say you can carry 100 books inside <laughs> okay. that bag of holding. Going to need help grabbing all these books. <laughs> Just, you got the bag open your grab arm the out. Grab them <laughs> one at a time, dummy. It's very easy. It's very uh, light. Be one very careful. Time. We don't know what's a shelf and what's not a shelf, as you recall. Right. And if it's hard to reach, then it's a high shelf. You know, like the people... Uh, on the way, the I think on the way the out, I cast... Mm. I, I don't know if mimics are magical or not, but I'm going to cast Detect Magic, and as I'm walking forward, I've got that out and just checking the shelves to see if there's anything noticeable as I go. Sure. So, before you were looking for, like, books specifically... But you can see inlaid on the shelves, Ray, there is a series of various enchantments placed on the shelves themselves. Okay. So I'll relay that to everybody and say, yeah, there's something like the shelves there. They've got something on them. So no throwing rocks at the shelves. All right. Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know, but. I mean, it just looks like magic placed on them by by the way this feels. So Are you uh, maybe that's how they like keep everything from going bad. Is all Are you able to identify what school it is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna guess this is probably abjuration. Check. Uh, yeah, abjuration. Abjuration. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know, like. Uh, <laughs> abjuration magic uh so stuff that can is it a Locks, level of protection and yeah yes. so yeah i guess it's sort of protected that uh, way what if 
we break one of the shelves off and take it to Leoric and preserve his body that way. He's in ice. He's... That doesn't matter. But I know. <laughs> okay. Is that guy still relevant? Alright, I highly suggest that you please uh, test your book and walk out. Thank yep. you. Yeah, because otherwise, if it's going to disintegrate, it's worthless anyway, right? So, um, so I head that way, and then as soon as I get to the door, I step outside holding the Druid Grove book that I picked up. And whatever threshold, I'm now out in the city holding it and mm-hmm. looking. I hope it does not explode. Ray walks outside, holding the book. The book appears to maintain its integrity. Okay, so unless there's something where it takes a minute, I I guess it's all right. And then I put it back in my bag. Well, maybe it's just as if the book existed in this time back then as it is now. And over time without this building, over let's say the next 100 to 200 years, it will start to show wear and tear as normal. Maybe it just preserved this this lifespan and that's it. All right, that's good news, thank you. And he just continues to put books in the bag of holding. You continue placing books and it's gonna take a little while to shove all the books in there. Um, you probably have to shuffle them around too. I don't. I don't imagine what it feels like putting your hand inside the bag of holding. Sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have armor on too. That even sucks even more. Yeah. Just clanking all over the damn place. Yeah, it's probably really awkward trying to get the books all stacked up and whatnot. He asked for help and no one did it. That was great. help. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you managed to get about a hundred books in there. Uh, I'll tell you what. Roll me. Roll me a D10. Okay. We were almost free, everyone. <laughs> we'll get there sometime. You get 96 books in there. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's okay. good. Yeah. So we could have fit four more if I had help. But I think I managed. And he's just like... <laughs> help with what? Moving a book at a time? I'll just carry four on my shelf, don't you worry. See what I'm in? I mean, you put one, you take take one book, and you put it in the bag. And then you grab another book. I appreciate your librarian ways, your your classic. (sighs) And he just kind of like mumbles off and like puts the bag on his shoulder and puts his cape over it. Do you all leave the library? We, we we never decide if we go sleep here. Kingsport, you're coming with us though. Letting you know where yeah, we'll sleep. Uh, if we sleep in here, I'm making a book. Oh, for all you. right. I oh. I am worried about Master Scriven's cry though. Would you rather stay here? And uh, I mean, we can we can mend your your collar or whatever that was that you had on your body. I suppose not. Mm. All right. We need oh. to figure out though where would be a safe place to set up shop because we also did have that demi lit roaming around. I have an idea. We can go back to the tower that we're in. Do you know the one where you say up and it takes us up? You can see everything from there, right? We'll be asleep though. Master Scrivens' cry was very fearful of that creature. Then we can sleep with the lich. Made sure that we avoided it when we moved around the city. Do you know somewhere that we can rest for a little while that won't be disturbed? The grove? 
We can go back close to where we... No, Master, that's bad. Master Scrivenscry said the library would be safe for us. Mm. <clears throat> well, Velen's bubble will My at least... Heart. Yeah, it'll, it'll allow us to sort of at least rest for a little bit, right? So that's good. So if we can just find a place to sort of put it... like I don't, I don't remember any of these buildings have like a... Uh, an open enough space, because we can just go in a building and put it up and... Couldn't she just put it up outside anyways? Because they can't see into it. We just they can see... They can, so the thing with the hut is that it is basically like one color. So it can't match all of the surrounding material. So if no. we put it up, it's not invisible. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay. If we go close... I don't know if this is going to work. If we go close enough to, you know, the entrance where we, we were, right? Where we came in? Right. There's, like, snow and, and ice and stuff there. You set up the bubble. And remember when we were on the, um, on the whale and I could make it look like we were just more of the ice? I'll just do that. So it'll just, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. hide the hut inside what would look like just more ice. And I don't know why anyone would mess with it, so. Unless... They could see right through it, and they're part jackal, part asshole. Um, oh, worse, there's a lich roaming about that can. Right, you know, a lich? Uh, yeah, that's a little bit scary. I, yeah, I but he'd have to. I don't to... think all of these buildings are going to be lived in. I think maybe we could just go in one that looks like it's abandoned. We did kind of go through this place a little bit. We saw some with lights on and some that didn't. Why don't we just. Make sure to look up, try to sneak around quickly, and then just try to get into a house that looks empty. I agree. I and think we need to hut? prioritize rest before we progress. Yeah, I was just I just thought we could hide the hut. But if we can get inside a building and, and be protect that's fine. I was thinking the tower again so we could see around our surroundings, but Not a bad idea. Yep. I don't know if we could set the hut up in there, and the only thing I'm worried about that is someone else coming in and saying up, and then suddenly they're in the middle of us. Well, good thing about me and Moonbrook, we don't need to sleep a full day. Wait. We only need four hours or whatever. Perhaps you could take turns on watch then? Yeah, but if we don't get enough sleep, then we're going to be exhausted tomorrow. Like, just so tired. And, well, that's what I'm saying. Cariel takes half, and Moonbrook takes the other half, and the rest of us get all the rest we need. That yeah, I'm work. just saying, like, the whole point of that is if something shows up, we're going to be in immediate fight, and we're going to miss out on resting. I mean, that's always mm, the case. Yes. Not inside <laughs> of Evelyn's hut. Nothing can get inside. We can all rest. Fully. Why don't we set up the hut on the top of this hour? That's what I was worried about, if, we, if there was enough room for that. If there is, that's great. Then we have to worry about Mortis waking up and slapping the anvil. Never mind. Um, I will okay. just point out, I know there's a lot of information to sort through in a lot of places here in the city. Uh, just yeah. to reinforce the things that you have seen since you've been here. You've Thank gone you. through the different districts. There have been a lot of sort of empty buildings there, some of which appear to be residences. There's the... Um, the district that you were in with the museum, as well hmm. as that other large tower, which did have enough space for a hut, and it had a decent view of the area. 
Yeah, you remember that one thing that I saw back yonder? It had like the cage on top. Well, not cage, but um, we could see everything, and they said it, uh, Professor Scant said it was for transportation, or something. It was like a dock or something, right? Right. Yeah. I bet we could go there. As long as you all think that we could get there with reasonable safety. If you think it's a good idea, love. Yeah, it's actually like the the biggest brain idea I have in a long time, so yes. Okay, I'm up for that. We gotta help each other That's get a big brain to idea. it. We just have to make sure that that lich doesn't see us. And we don't know when it's going to be. Yeah, the lich is in that direction and the thing's in this direction. So as long as we just move carefully, I don't see it being a problem. This place is huge. So, and and that was not in this one district, but in the one over from it, right? The tower with the thing, with the dock floating? That was... Yeah, it's over in that direction. Yeah, okay, so... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, let's start making our way over there. When we get there, um... How high up was that again, from the platform to the floating bit? Uh, it was about 100... Oh, you mean... So the tower itself was about 120 feet tall, and then there was about a... Um... <laughs> uh, I believe it was 20 feet or maybe more. Yeah, it was like 20 or 30, I want to say. Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, yeah, I remember 30. 30 but... feet, yep. Okay. Um, I would also like everyone to roll a constitution saving throw for me, please. Oh, jeez. Oh. Anyone around me? If we're all uh, outside. Then... I'm Teriel, haha. Why? Because I think I... Cheppy was next to Teriel. This is not for your special bullshit, Nissa. No, I, I, it was set to advantage already. I don't know why. Maybe from last time. Plus four that. if you're near me. Okay. So I guess it would just be 15. Okay. Well, shall we start making our way over in that direction then? Probably yeah. Should, 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 we should do that. Okay. Okay. Lead the way. Uh, I'll watch around since I know what the I got it. me and Chubby can look around together. I got it. We know what the know, lich looks like. I'm good at maps and stuff and landmarks, navigation. You know, it's my thing. I'm taking us essentially right behind, the same direction you. that we did last time. Sure. Let Let me feel important, man. You want to do it? No, we'll do it together. Okay, your turn. N- N- it's your turn now. Let's go. Oh. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, now your turn. All right. Okay, now it's your turn. Would you want to just lead the way, please? I'm just getting we're, so we're, do, we're, we're working together. Walking Our and talking. We keep stopping and yes. You're, um, you're itchier than normal. You're, um, okay. Your beard, especially. When you go to scratch, some hair comes away. I'm gonna 
get some of it, and then I'm gonna put it in my bag. Holding. Is anybody see? Is there? Is there a spot here I'm missing? Yes. And you, you didn't always have that spot missing. No, no, he didn't. Never no, I guess not. Like, I, like a. Oh. Just starts to. You should probably see that. Cheppy touches her butt. I got Cheppy's butt. Cheppy touches her own butt. <laughs> Is the first still there? Yep. Okay. Are, Cheppy's are, are, are okay. It's just you, Morty. Damn it. Fallon, as uh, Mortis is doing that, you just realize that you're kind of scratching your own head for a moment. And a patch of hair comes out with your hand. Mortis? Mm-hmm. Perhaps yeah. we should stop scratching you and I. And she'll kind of hold up that little clump of hair. Oh. Did that guy do something? Is like, something he... wrong with you both? It might it's be like... in here. Maybe we just need to leave. Maybe it's something in this building, because this yes. wasn't happening before. It could Let's be in the building. Moving. Let's just Ellen. go. May I? May you walk? Yes. I think you see something moving. Behind one of the buildings. Um, may I just uh, tell you to turn around and look in that direction? I turn there's, around and look in that direction. There's something moving. Velen, when you turn, you get a little bit of vertigo. And you stumble <laughs> a little bit. There's, um, your hands are really clammy. And another day for me. You're seeing maybe like after images of your hands. Uh, I think we need we need to get somewhere for rest immediately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a good idea. Okay. We'll when keep... you all look where Morris is pointing, you saw nothing. Okay. Uh, it's it's over in this direction. Uh, right. Let, let's go. Let's go. Right. Uh, uh, can I can, may, may I lean on someone? Uh. Yes. Uh. I'll Can you check and see if there's something going on with them while we're um, walking, or even Ray? Maybe using your I don't know your healing knowledge. Um, uh, oh. While sure. we're walking, just check and see what's going on, but we, we definitely need to leave here now. Okay, um, and... She's weird. Terio will proc his... Uh, he'll, he'll... Do you mind? Uh, he'll look at, uh, Velen. He'll <laughs> hold his hand up. Just do what you must. Uh, he'll place a hand on her shoulder, and he's like, Come here, Mortis, and he will grab Mortis and pull him towards Ready? him and, like, walk with him. And close his eyes and tune in on Divine Sense. Sure. So Divine Sense um, will um, give you some kind of feeling when there's a strong sense of evil um, and powerful good as well. 
Um, and it will also allow you to detect Celestial, Fiend, or Undead within 60 feet of you. That is not behind total cover. Um, you know the type, and uh, any being whose presence you sense, um, but not its identity. Um, and this is within 60 feet of you. Um, let me check on something. Ariel, you're getting a little bit of the feeling that you get when you sense something evil. Just, uh, just a hint of it. Okay. Normally when Teriel like opens his eyes, it'll be normal because they're normally not around anything. But this time when he opens his eyes, uh, he doesn't realize it, but his eyes are glowing uh, like a holy color of gold. And um, he just kind of like opens his mouth slowly and you hear whispers in your ear, Velen and uh, Mortis, but there's no words coming out of his mouth. And it's just like, <sighs> and a uh, he's kind of in coming, a trance. There's a touch of that coming from Velen and Mortis. And then yeah, Teriel's hands will snap back and um, He'll, he'll, his eyes will lock on both of them and uh, he'll grab his sword, but not draw it. <laughs> Step away from them. What's going on? We have to get somewhere immediately. What, Something's what not right with both of you. What is it you detected? It's a deep rooted, very slight. Is it some sort of a, a curse or something? I can, I can, I, I can do curse, curse removal. It's worse. Um, and uh, Teriel starts uh, thinking around and um, he looks at his hands and uh, let's see what he's going to do is yes um, he's going to grab Velen's hands like really quickly and um, you're going to see like these leaves kind of fall across her hands and he's going to cast uh, Lesser Restoration. Hey, careful. Oh, he's waiting to see what begin happens. begin to <laughs> cast this spell, Terriel. And who do you cast this on? Uh, Velen. Velen. You start to feel a lot better. You didn't realize that you were not really feeling well aside from the hair. <sighs> are are I'm, you all right? <laughs> how are you feeling? Uh, Quickly. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all right. I'm all right. I think he grabs Mortis and Cass. Yeah, yeah, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I got this. Yeah, I don't need you to do Mortis. your evil. Ooh. Oh, he's just using a potion. Uh, no, I was him. Mm. It doesn't look like a potion. That looks like. I'm gonna drink one of my potions, which also gives me lesser restoration. Mortis. Well, okay, if you want to. There's a moment of you chugging down your. Chewing. I don't. Yeah, it's a little chewy <laughs> mixture. Um, 
And it takes a second, but you start to feel a lot better. You didn't realize that you were not really feeling too well. Okay. That was... I feel a lot better. That was weird. I didn't, you know, you know when you feel crappy and you don't realize that you're crappy until you feel better and you're like, geez, this is right. what I needed. That okay, was what we I should needed. get out of here. Let's move. All right, there we go. There we go. All right, we're going to walk in a line there. Um, you're welcome. And yeah, he just keeps walking. <laughs> we need to be careful if that happens again. Let's move. There was, um, I started to get this animosity brewing inside of me towards you all. Yes, okay, you're let's evil. move faster. I knew I'm you like, were no. evil to begin with. Okay, and now uh, well, he keeps walking let's... with a smirk. Pay attention then, all of us, that like right. if you start to feel, if your hair's falling out, we'll tell, you know, we can. How do you tell from old age? This just... is like speeding up as they're walking and she's kind of pulling Velen along and she's kind of got a hand on, uh, on her girlfriend and just every, like, she's like, let's go. Um, <laughs> When we walk past this thing, is this a thing that I recognized uh, from the library? Absolutely. There is a sigil on this tower. Yep. All right. So, no, 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 not the tower. The other thing. The oh uh, yeah the yeah little, definitely yeah yep. is that that's that's it? Like I would recognize as we're Absolutely. walking. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as we walk by, I think you see like Ray gets really excited, even though Nissa's like, "Come on, come on, come on!" It's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait." No, we're not waiting. No, we're going to leave you behind. I just wanna, no, I read about no, that. It's let's fine. go. No, we're not, no. we don't have to stop. I just want to talk about it. And then as as we're still getting pushed along, it's like, no, it's a game. It's like, this, okay, there's like the six players on, on, on one side and then six players on the other side. Um, and then you have to like eliminate them by... Let's see. Uh, there's a there's a ball. There's an iron ball, and and you throw it, and and if what it hits you, you and then you like teleported like to the like the way my susu does, um, and then and then one one team has to get rid of the other team. So, it, I I just thought it was neat, you know, and still getting pushed along <laughs> as you pass by this uh, some sort of strange area. Um, uh, off to the south, you see like the, there's these three large pylons that have this crackling um, electricity dancing about them, where Ray is looking. <laughs> Does it kill him though? What was that? Does it kill him when they throw the ball at him? The iron ball <laughs> they're throwing at him. And they teleport? Do they die? Did you throw an iron ball at them? I'm asking you, Ray. What? Oh, they what? Do they die? Oh, well, no. From what I read, it teleports you. I mean, you're getting an iron ball thrown at you, and if it hits you, I mean, that it's going to hurt, I imagine, but I don't I don't know. I mean, that's all I read about it, is that, that there's two teams, and there's a ball, and you hit people with it, and they, they get put to the sidelines, and then you just sort of keep going until one of the teams eliminated. I think Cheppy's going to be keeping her eyes out um, in the sky to see if she sees anything else watching them or floating around sure are we are these pylons keeping yeah, a charge you're, you're probably oh, by yeah. the bottom of the tower now are these pylons keeping a charge over here the sound oh yeah absolutely yeah there's like arcs of <laughs> i mean when you guys when you guys cross through you know this space in between the two districts i mean you can clearly see this mm-hmm. giant glowing <laughs> yellow power source that Professor Scant indicated was this thing called the Mythalar. 
right, was also one. referenced in the um, <clears throat> the history that Professor Scant talked about. Okay. Was mentioned to be the power source of this place. Right. Okay, so you make it to the bottom of this tower that you've been to before. This sky coach dock or the sky coach spire whatever it is that you'd like to call it okay so we we heading up we're gonna try and get on that um floating thing up there okay and i guess go in and start walking up those stairs mm-hmm. sure you begin traveling up and um we can say after some effort uh, you are able to make your way up into the glass area that overlooks the district, basically. You can have a pretty good view of the district from where you are. Wow, this is a good view. Holy shit. It's a good, it's a good spot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is really good. Um, so, do we... You guys... Is there enough room here for the, the, the hut, Ellen? Yes, it should be fine. Okay. I'll, I'll get to casting it immediately. Thank there's, you. There's about a 40-foot diameter here in the hut. It's about a 20-foot diameter. Uh, is anyone hungry? I can uh, make some, some berries. Never a bad thought. Okay. Pippi does have some rations left, but not many. Yeah, so... I do as well. Berries all around, and then I'll cast um, yeah, a berry and give everybody one. So, thank you. Give everybody, uh, including Kingsport, one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kingsport happily munches away. Everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what is over there? You setting up? Uh I'm just doing some inventory. I still got Mm -hmm. one. It looks like. And who else got the other empty bottles? Um, Uh, yes. Actually, thank you. Thank you. I do too, I think. Yeah. Yep, here you go. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think while this is going on, Ray's going to take a look at that scroll that he grabbed. Because he just picked it up and then shoved it in his bag. Mm-hmm. Carol's going to go on a trance because... Because why yeah. not? Why not? <laughs> okay. And there he goes. I Ariel guess. begins setting up for his trance. He looks rest. so cute when he trances. Look at him. I guess you I, will be the first one on watch, love. Yeah, I'm going. I'll. I'll. Yeah, I'll sit up. All right. Just wake me if anything, okay? Yeah, of course. And she'll sit on the edge and look out across everything, or the edge of the dome, not on the edge. <laughs> Okay. While we're resting, Whack, um, at any point would I be able to go ahead and start working on, like, I want to get the full amount of rest, but I do want to, like, find a little bit of time to start uh, transcribing, like, all of the, uh, or, like, translating the the journal that we found with Scan's help. You have to make a choice. You cannot rest and do that. That is active work. Hmm. All right. Never mind. <laughs> That's like serious. It's serious work. Yeah, no, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So, Moonbrook is going to keep watch, and the rest of you are going to try to get some rest. Absolutely. I think before Cheppy goes to bed, she wants to do something. Um, Cheppy's going to walk out to Moonbrook, and she's going to sit down next to her, looking out. Moonbrook, is there anybody that you can think of that we'd want to talk to right now. Cheppy's been wanting to see if maybe Garrett or somebody else is okay. Do you do you think of anybody in particular? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. They said my whole town got out, right? So I don't... Maybe we should try Garrett. If Just anybody... Will... Yeah. See if they're okay. Made it out. Yeah. We haven't I, seen I, them since. No, not. I, I was concerned about them, so. Yeah, that that would be good. Sitting next to Moonbrook, Cheppy's gonna like close her eyes, and she's gonna put her hands out, and she's gonna cast scrying as this little golden butterfly kind of swirls around in her hand. And I will grab that spell for you guys. What, what are you doing? I think I'm gonna see if Garrett's okay and try to talk to him. Okay, begin to cast the scrying spell. And with the scrying spell, you are trying to focus on a specific creature, and in this case, it's Garrett, the person that you met a long time ago and helped and saved their life away from some yetis and other problems, and potentially the Chardolin dragon that rampaged its way through Icewind Dale. Takes a moment. But eventually, you begin to see Garrett in your mind. And... When you do, you can feel yourself start to float into his perspective. And you begin hearing things and seeing things around Garrett. What am I seeing? You can see a lot of people. You recognize the streets of Bryn Shander. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> you can see a bonfire around on the street. People cooking food. You recognize some of the vegetables and things that you all help to grow just outside of Bryn Shander. Ray and Teriel, with their powerful plant growth powers, were able to help feed these people. 
and many of them are enjoying stew. It looks like it's probably like dinner time. They're all gathered around the fire, and you're getting little bits of town sort of gossip and whatnot about them. You can hear the murmurings of the town slowly start to fade in as people are dining. And there are so many people in Bryn Shander, just as you remembered. You can hear people talking. It's really sent from the gods they were. They came in and they helped us. I'll never forget that. I could barely feed my child as it was. To have everything happen this day, our house is ruined. We thought we were dead for sure. Blessed by the gods. You'll hear Garrett begin to speak. I knew them, you know. They were very kind. They helped me and my husband. And he looks over to the side and he puts his he puts his hand on his husband's shoulders. And you can see his husband's been badly scarred. He has burn marks over half of his face. And you can tell like some of his hair is gone. Um can see just through some of the furs he's wearing. I think at this point, if Moonbrook was to be like sitting and watching Cheppy, there would be tears just going down her face right now. Oh no, he's dead. And you can also hear just another familiar sound. look down Garrett hands a scrap of bread to boy his dog I think like Cheppy would probably sit the whole 10 minutes of this for as long as she could just kind of drinking it all in. And at the moment that it finally stops and she gets brought back and there's just still tears falling down from her face. (sighs) Okay, before you (laughs) start, Moonbrook is literally crying because she thinks that Garrett died. And she's she's just like blubbering and she has her face hidden in her hands. She doesn't want Cheppy to see her cry. Cheppy's just gonna lay her hand down on Moonbrook, wiping her face with her nubby. Moonbrook, we're bringing warmth to the Dale. They're alive. We're finally doing it. We're so close. Even Boy has made it. Wait, boy made it, they made it, and she's wiping the tears off her face like there's nothing to see here, like Yeah. Yeah, he did. As man, you know, I wasn't I I thought uh, you know, it's real good. 
walk to the hill. I'm glad that he made it. I'm glad everyone did. Jeppy's going to kind of like wipe her face off and like lean over and give Moonbrook a hug. Jeppy's going to go and try and get some sleep, but we should definitely tell everyone about this in the morning. And uh, she's going to kind of like reach over and like wipe a little tear from Moonbrook's face and she's just going to walk back inside. She's going to go cuddle up with uh, Terriel. A big smile on her face. Cheppy and Moonbrook begin to take their positions, and Cheppy tries to relax by Terriel. Velen, there's a sort of gentle rustling that you feel in your shoulder. Mm. I lift my furs really? and I look towards my shoulder. Really? Yes. May I yes. have a word? Is this a private word or a, a word we can have here? I would recommend privacy. Very well. I'll get up and I'll gather my furs and I'll wrap up and I'll down, please. go ahead and walk outside of the hut and find a quiet corner. I thought it was important that you and I had a conversation. All right. We've learned quite a bit about this place. Of course, there is always more to learn. But. Bellin's eyebrow quirks. I thought it would be very important to consider some of your or our options. All right. Especially after seeing the demi lift. Have you ever considered the possibilities of Scott, surprise in coming from you. You are a necromancer. That would be apt. Have you considered the possibility that? Ariolanthus may be a very good source of information for such things. I'm assuming that is who the Demi-Lich is, after all. But how would we approach them without uh, our friends here? This is a very large city. I imagine it would not be very difficult to separate from the group. But with that, there's also the fact that it'd be quite hard to find them on my own. Hmm. You do have this journal from the Arcanaloth. 
I was able to understand most of it. So you're saying we should start a little side project? Exactly. All right. Hmm. What I did read, it appears that the Arcanaloth's driven scry was very aware of Iriolathus and its presence here. It appears that Scrivenscry is not from this city originally. Scrivenscry was searching for these books that they mentioned. Correct. But there is information about Irealathus. I did not have enough time to study everything. Well, we will have some time here in the city. They want to comb through everything. Imagine so, what you could do with the Brotherhood. Right. That is quite the possibility. With all <laughs> the information that these people have collected, you could do great things. The people of Netheril were arcanists like the world had never seen. And you and this group have many books detailing many of their secrets. Mm. That is correct. You make fair points, Scan. As <laughs> always. <laughs> well, we'll work on this journal, for starters. And then I suppose we'll see where it goes from there. The more information that we have on this Irialathis, the better. When confronting, or... Attempting to negotiate or speak with. Yes. I'll see what I can get from, uh, what we've gathered as well, out of the group. It would be prudent to obtain those books if you do decide to take this new path. Hmm. After all, it is why you came to Icewind Dale, yes? Yes. Yes. All right. I'll have a think on it and we'll work through the journal. I'll see what I can do about obtaining those books. Anything else you wanted to talk about? That is all. Right. And back to sleep we go, yes? Very well. All right, Scant, get comfortable. And she'll go ahead and put him under her furs and head back into the, uh, the hut. There is a ethereal, crystalline-looking hand, a mage hand, that 
comes out from the orb, and you've seen this before. This is how Professor Scant gets around when he's not in a baby Bjorn. And the coat sort of gets covered up. The hand pulls it. Oh. Good night, Scant. She talks to herself a lot, man. <laughs> I say as I talk to myself. <laughs> I believe Velen was outside. Did you follow her? Oh, no, no, no. I, she's just talking to herself right now, so that's, you know, mm. what Moonbrook would notice. Velen comes in and heads off to sleep. And that is a good place for us to take our break. hope you're all enjoying today's episode of Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. I've learned a lot today, and there's still much more to learn. I hope you'll stick with us. If you haven't done so, please make sure you follow everyone here. Please go follow all of these wonderful people. Follows are free. We'll make it happen. And if you have yourself a Prime Gaming sub that you haven't used yet, consider throwing it their way. Get yourself some emotes, or just go sub to one of these lovely people, or all of them. Sub to all of them. And make sure you're following us here on Table Story. Table Story on Twitch. Table Story on YouTube. At A Table Story on Twitter. And check out our Patreon at tablestory.tv slash pledge. And come hang out on the Discord. Tablestory.tv slash Discord. Where you can meet other people that are interested in the shows and things that we do. Look for groups. There's all kinds of wonderful information and stuff there. Go check it out. We'll be back in just a little bit. Hang tight for more Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Moonbrook. You see Velen settle down. Now, I don't know what your plan here is to go on watch and how long you plan on spending inside the actual hut and how much time you actually want to walk outside and look around. That's up to you. But you do see Valen sort of come back in and settle down. Evening, Moonbrook. Um, yeah, good night. So, well, I guess we'll go pop out the, pop out the shell, the hut, and, uh, take a, take a look around. We do this every, maybe every, she'll just stay outside the damn hut. She can always go back in. All right. Looking around outside in the district um, and further, go ahead and make me a perception check. 25. Actually, make it with advantage because you have a high vantage point. I'll take wow. it. <laughs> okay, 26. Um, you do see some stuff. Over the course of the next several hours, barring um, you sort of wanting to go in and tell anybody or whatever, you see some things. First and foremost, you see some Nothics moving about the city. They're being very cautious about the way that they're moving. A few of them make their way into the museum up to the north. You see... Okay. Okay. 
yeah, you see them sort of go into the museum up north. Um, they manage to have some stuff in their hands and they leave. You see, uh, they're basically, they're very good at sort of like hiding in the shadows and whatnot, moving about. Um, but you get, you have a very good vantage point and you see, yeah, they, they seem to grab some stuff from the museum. They check out some of the other buildings in town. They're not coming close to our building though, right? Nope. Okay. That's good. You uh, also gonna... see some other stuff. Ooh, okay. Do you, but do you go in and tell the group about this? Oh, uh, not yet. I'm not concerned about them just yet. Mm-hmm. You also see... Coming in from the direction that you came from, the southwest, across the ice, from the Caves of Hunger... party of drow making their way into the city they head east and they actually skirt around the edge Near some of those towers around the that have the platforms where the um, the edge of the city is, investigating some of the towers. They're quite good at what they do. You probably only barely saw them, and it was just pure luck. You maybe just saw like the flap of a cloak or something that caught your attention. Their their clothing matches actually pretty similar to the actual uh, stone and whatnot of the city, so it's pretty hard to see them. But you do. Fuck. Alright. But they're going along the outer to uh, these things, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not making a move towards us, right? For a while, no. And then when they come out... Oh, no. They begin to head into the district that you are in. Oh, fuck. And All they right. begin checking out the buildings. Um, this is, a. Uh, she's gonna slip back inside the hut. Give me a she's stealth going... check, please. Um, stealth. Why am I nervous? I'm really good at that. (laughs) Okay. Um, she's going to wake up Teriel first because Teriel doesn't need as much sleep. Teriel. Hmm, what? Our kin, our our kin are are in the district and they're looking around. I don't want to... Oh, Let everyone. High elves are here. No. Trow. They made it here. Oh goodness. Oh, yeah. Have we left? Okay. Um. We have to make sure that we haven't left anything out for them to 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 track. They're very good trackers. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that we, they're checking the district like we were doing. They could be at the bottom of the tower right now. Oh, well, I don't think they know how to get up here with her. Right? Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Should we go down there and wait for them, or should we wake up the others? No, I think, um, being up here is probably the smarter thing to do, due to the fact that, um, we could possibly... Remember how we came up here and we were surprised what we found up here? If they do the same, we'll catch them off guard. If they come this way. They're clearly here for a reason. I thought they were in front of us. I thought we were trailing them. Not them trailing us, but... Um, I they don't believe that checking... they're trailing us at all. I, I believe that they're here for a reason. Other than us. Right. They were checking the... the outside spires. And then they started coming towards us, so... I don't know. But... You and I can sit up for a little bit, keep watch over everyone. If shit hits a fan, I guess we'll wake everyone up, but... What's the likelihood? You said they were coming to this tower, or they were just checking towers randomly? They were checking the district randomly, and mm. they're really sneaky, like you said, so... I mean, I could hide in the shadow outside and see. Wait a minute. Didn't the one at the grove, the dryad, say that they were trailing the Nothics? Did you see any of those? Yeah, 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 I did. They're going oh. into the, the the dome thing, the the museum. Oh, the bad, well, that's the good news. Wait, is it the museum? The, if they're going into thing. the dome one, then there's she a trap. There's a trap set. I don't believe they know about the mimics being in there. So that'll be a surprise. They, they escaped though, man, so like, they had stuff with them, I think. They looked a little loaded down. But you said the Nothics were coming from the dome? They left. Dome? Yeah, they got stuff and they left. I thought we wiped them out already. I don't know, they must have found some neat stuff in there. You know, yeah. if the drow are, are trailing them, and they found them here, and they're looking in this district. That means that Drow and the Nautilix are here with mm -hmm. us. And there's a Demi-Lich roaming around as well. Right, so let's hope that the Demi-Lich finds them fast. That sucks, man. <laughs> All right. We stay out of their business or stay out of ours. They are our cousins. Though people look at them as evil, though they may be, due to who they serve, they tend to stay to themselves unless they need something from their targets. You know, I kind of live life in the gray area, so I don't really consider them evil at all. Uh, they were just dealt a bad hand, so... You Not know, all whatever. are evil. There's stories of others 
that aren't from the Underdark. But for now, we stay out of their way and they'll stay out of ours, hopefully. Get some rest. I'll stay watch. No, no, no. no. I'm gonna sit up with mm-hmm. you, man. I Are got sure? a couple more hours, yeah. Ontario looks down at Chubby. I don't think I can move. I don't want to stare her. Yeah, I'll I'll keep watch still. I got. Why don't you sort of... sit here and let her and you and I'll go out and I'll keep her. And if you happen to just fall into a trance, then you happen to fall into a trance. All right. All right. Yeah, he kind of like he kind of like slides under and like hope and tries to guide Moonbrook under. You have a, that side's her favorite. Yeah. Easy. She's very like warm. She's got a lot of fur. It's very. <sighs> Chippy is just completely out cold right now. Just. Mm-hmm. Yep. And watch that. She 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 drools a little bit on that. I literally yeah. was about to say that, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Feeling a little. Yep. Yeah. All right. And he uh, stands up and uh, looks down. He's just like. He nods and then he walks off. Uh, specifically, where are you going? Um, he's going to the entryway of the hut, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm guessing it's facing that big opening or not. I don't know. Well, the 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 place that you're in is rotating. Oh, okay. Right? So yeah, he's just gonna kind of lean up against the hut uh, on the lip of the hut and just kind of like peek out. Mm-hmm. Is it slow? It's slow rotation, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not the goal here isn't to make people throw up. <laughs> yeah. In here, it's so, like a rotating restaurant. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he's just kind of kneeling, and uh, he, t- he takes out one of the, one of the books and uh, just kind of fingers through it and uh, try to make sense of everything while keeping an eye out. Sure. Give me a perception check, Teriel. Uh, Nat twenty. You see the drow that Moonbrook was talking about. They are just barely visible, but you have sort of managed to luck out in in seeing them. I don't know what catches your eye first. Maybe it's the glint of a weapon or something catching the magical light that illuminates this city. Mm. But you manage to see them in the shadows. They were pointing up towards the tower. Our tower? Yes. Are we in? Mm. Okay. Uh, it yeah, appears terrible. that they are leaving. Oh, like leaving this place? Mm-hmm. Mm. Does anyone, does, do any of them see Terio? There's a reason why I ask. Make a stealth check. Disadvantage because of your armor. Actually, no disadvantage. You're not moving. Um, and yeah, 
A disadvantage. A 15. It does not appear that they saw you. They did point up to the tower. Make me okay, an insight yeah. check, Teriel. Hmm. 16. Wow, okay. I don't think you can gauge what is happening, but they were in some kind of conversation, and mm. it looks like they're beating a hasty retreat. Okay. Uh, and Teriel, the reason why I ask is Teriel wanted to look one dead in the, like, in the face. Uh, maybe they don't see him, but he wants to, like, kind of like zero ends on him he's very 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 interested in his foreign cousin so to speak and um he read stories about them and seeing them in that rush bothers him a lot mm-hmm. you did you you keeping an eye on them you did manage to get like a decent look um they're very hard to keep track of uh, their clothing is very suited for this environment, and um, they are very sneaky. And the way that they're moving is very clever. They're moving between buildings, following the shadows here and there. And whenever they have to expose themselves, they stay low and they're very quick. And um, this is, you get the impression that this is something that they've done, probably practiced and, and done many times. And, um,. I don't think you can really gather what they were talking about, but the fact that they pointed over towards the tower is a little worrying, maybe. Worrying, Um, yes. And they are clearly retreating. Um, He'll just sound and mumble on his breath in Elven, um, something of the nature of thank you, and hopefully that we can be in the world that we can share together one day. Um, Because he takes that warning uh, to heart. Uh, and, um, let's take a deep breath and then, uh, close his eyes and then open them slowly and grit his teeth and, um, look back at the group and then he'll start surveying. He's going to start trying to survey the area as much as possible, uh, before alerting them. Mm. Preferably like around the tower, like, you know, near the tower. Sure. Um, how long do you do this? I want to say a good 10, 15 minutes. Okay. Nothing else seems to happen during this time. You see the drow leave, and you would see them eventually, and they did this very cautiously and very carefully, leave the city. Back across that ice bridge. Oh, like a certain movement, like a certain pattern and way of the, okay. They're moving um, from building to building and it seems like they stay on the edge of the city going into those spires um, periodically. And they're being very cautious. They take their time and they they make sure that the area is clear before they move. Um, Can I ask if Terio can check out his notebook that he normally has and jots down uh, exactly the movement since he hit a nat 20. Uh, yeah. Uh, give me a... I guess it'd be a sleight of hand. What do you... I mean, you can you can write down notes or you can draw pictures. 
Um, if you draw pictures, okay. it'll be a sleight of hand check. Sleight of hand sucks, but I'll do it. All right. A four. Very rudimentary. Um, you know, you might give up on the pictures after some time, but you um, you take notes. Okay. Um, and with that, one last thing he's going to do is he's going to bend down and puts his hands on the floor and spreads them out and uh, tries to expand his mind and cast Divine Sense. Mm-hmm. Cast Divine Sense. And nothing seems to happen. Okay. Uh, he's ultra worried at this point, and um, he's kind of frantically looking around. Um, and he's trying to think of someone who he can, I can understand what the, the like, range, the gravity of it. The range of divine sense is only sixty feet, so yeah, yeah, you, you're pretty high up. So they whatever um, whatever you'd sense have to be pretty pretty high up the tower. All right, then Teriel is going to grit his teeth and uh, slowly make his way down the stairs. Then you're gonna start heading down the tower. He wants to be at the base of the tower, not outside, but the bottom half. Okay. While casting Divine Sense. All right. I don't know how long this lasts. Uh, it doesn't say. But, you know, he's not like running down. He's like putting his hands on the wall, just sliding down as he goes down, you know. Okay. You take your time and you walk down. Uh, It is just a momentary thing, I think. Um, so it does not really last a long time. So how many? We'll, we'll cast another one. He has okay. five. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you wanted to cast it like at the bottom, or mm-hmm. you can cast it part of the way down. Uh, I don't know how many you had total. Um, but I have. I had five total because I only okay. used it once and I rested. Um, gotcha. So, yeah, he'll cast it twice. Okay. Uh, two more times. That leaves him with two. So he'll cast it top, middle, and bottom. Okay. When you get down to the bottom, mm-hmm. you cast Divine Sense. And... Nothing. don't have to have divine sense to know that I feel uneasy. He doesn't want to look outside. Um, he slowly makes his way back up towards the group and he really wants them to rest. But at the same time, he, he doesn't feel easy at all. Uh, Terrell wants to look inward and See if he can contact his god to bring up some kind of um, insight on what he should do because he's conflicted. Um, The hero in him wants to check the outside perimeter, but he knows that's probably not a good idea. Uh, In the leader mentality of him, wants to alert the group and plan and strategize, but he knows it's not always the best options. 
So he's probably going to turn to faith, which he has zero. Um, Do you have any spells to help you with that? Um, I have divine favor. I don't know if that works. I have divine bless. Favor. Let's see. Well, because I know I know clerics have it. I just don't remember if paladins do. Um, there's a specific spell that allows you to ask questions of your deities. Um, and this was, let's see, divine favor. Um, it just empowers you. Divine radiance. Yeah, no. No. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything. I was just going to leave it up to the, to the RNG. Jesus. All right. Um, okay. What do I need to go ask religion? Well, or... you tell me how you want to do this. You tell me how you go about this process. Well, I would say normally he would just, he, 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 he anytime he reached out, it was very selfishly because it was during a heat of battle. He never actually sat down and did a proper incantation or a prayer or anything of that. Didn't set up anything, didn't inscribe anything. And that's what he suddenly notices. He's like, I never gave you proper respect. And um, he always wondered why the, his deity was so short with him all the time. And he said, I was thinking very selfishly as always. And he kind of just like does some internal checking with himself. And this time he takes out um, his holy chalice or the, the water that he has and he dips his finger in it and he, uh, he clears a spot on the ground. He cleans it as best as he can and dips his finger in the chalice. It's like, think of the ancients, think of your skull. Started thinking back all of his teachings, his mentor, everything. Uh, and then he thinks of the dark places and then how it was brought to light. And he starts inscribing almost, almost mechanically without even an effort. And uh, he doesn't, it's, it's not that he's, thinking about doing is what he's feeling and uh, he knows that they could be in, in immense danger and i think for the first time terriel is actually using his uh inner light and the oath of the ancients in the way that it was supposed to be used as everyone realizes that uh terriel has just gone off of like pure luck when it comes to casting his oath spells and his oath uh are are, are being within his oath in general because he came from a dark place. But now it just seems like it's just right. And uh, he almost feels a calm over him and warmth that goes down his body and it travels down to his arm and into his fingertips. It almost feels like he's being guided by someone um, as he writes runes on the guard, draws runes on the ground uh, and it draws the emblem and it ends up being, he thinks he's just scribbling, but it ends up being the image of the morning Lord. And, um, he speaks not with his vocals. He speaks with his mind and he's like, I never got a chance to thank you for delivering me from a dark place and showing me that my home is of light and glory and that I come from a bloodline that's amazing and I never really truly knew what it meant to be an elf until well anyway I'm just rambling on I've been selfish and I'm sorry 
I think this is the first time I gave you respect. You've given us so much. You've... All right, I'll just... I've fairly taken in this oath, and... I have to say, I feel like I've done a dang good job. But I never really took it in to what your teachings have truly mean. It's not about good and evil, it's about what's lawful. Sometimes being wrong brings about a lawful event, and now I know. And then he just starts scribing all this stuff and his questions and uh, just all his inner thoughts on the floor and he just can't, he, he can't stop. He just keeps going until he, om- he almost uses every drop of the holy water and then realizes what he's doing and snaps out of it and then places his hands down and he just sees a radiance starting to spread. He's just like, oh, morning, Lord. I, I'm at a crossroads, but I'm not in immediate danger and I've been very selfish and, but now it's not about me, it's about them. I've often selfishly wanted to give myself up and sacrifice for them, but this is not today. My job is a lot bigger. It has a lot more meaning. It's like, it's like that old tree in my mind that I keep seeing is the large ancient oak. The roots go deeper. And thus my life is but a flow in this heaven flow of unpredictables. I call upon you to ask you in this need of do I take the role of the lawful hero or do I be a friend friend (laughs) we need to get through this I need to bring warmth to the Dale and I feel like that's just the beginning that's just to unlock my true mission and now I get it Please, morning lord, answer me. Guide me so I can be the lawful hand of justice that you have bestowed upon me. And uh, he closes his eye. Do I know? Religion. Religion. Oh, boy. A six. Of course. Radiance dies down from the words you have scribed across the ground. And you hear nothing. <laughs> Just snoring and mumbling, maybe, of your friends. And he kind of just like pinches his eyes and he's like, I'm not there yet. I was never meant to be a paladin. And then he just takes his sleep and he like angrily like rubs the runes away. But he leaves the image of the morning lord in on the tower floor. And uh, he stands up and he looks over it, looks down. I'll prove to you. I come from a good stock. There's a reason why I was chosen. I'll prove to you. And he like looks around and like over his mouth. Uh, and he stands up and turns around and looks outside. Damn it. And he rushes over and he looks around in the room and looks down. 
Uh, and he goes to Velen. Walk over to Velen. And he like stands above her and looks down. <laughs> Something in Teriel just, he doesn't despise Velen. He just doesn't, just something, ever since uh, he did Divine Sense on it, it just, he just feels something inside and uh, he's at a conflict and he's just like, she said she was okay. And uh, he goes to uh, pick his hand and place it on her to wake her and then he stops and he just stares. Always really good at avoiding answers. But I have nothing on you yet. <laughs> uh, and then he like goes. There's a moment where Teriel kind of like gets a twitch and he's reaching down and it kind of looks like he's going for her neck. And then he grabs her shoulder. And then he just rustles her. Who uh, is? Get up. Quiet. All right. Uh, he puts a hand out. Scrambled on my feet. And uh, no. tries to help her up. Thank you. What's this all about? Come with me. And uh, he slides out of the room quietly. As you should notice, Terriel's not known for the way he's acting. Can I follow? He's looking around. Step outside into the glass portion of the tower that is very, very slowly rotating. <sighs> I didn't want to wake you. And he just won't make eye contact with But something's not right. What do you mean? I have this feeling. And I'm not being guided by radiance or the light. This is a feeling that I've got. That I've had before. A lot darker feeling that rests in my gut. We are in danger. Right. It's almost like everything in this city is not right. Everything has eyes and tells secrets. And then he, like, he looks at her at a stone look. And it's not like he knows anything about Velen. It's just that it's a feeling that he has, but he delivers it straight into our eyes. She remains on, on, uh, shaken. Things are not what as they seem here. Nice. I don't know why I came to you, 
to tell you this, but I felt, again, without guidance. He says it kind of with anger. That I should come to you. Call it another gut feeling. Are you alright? No. I am not. What happened? Are you alright? I'm not the one looking like a madman talking to me at the moment. I was asking about earlier. I sense something inside of you. Earlier As when I my did hair was waters. falling out? Mm. Yes. I'm alright. I have no idea what the fuck it was, though. It was, um... It started with an itchy sensation. Mm. Like I needed to just scrape my own skin off. What did you say? You act as if you saw something earlier. Well, Mortis claimed he saw something, but for me, I turned around and tried to look, and all mm. of a sudden, the world was double. My hands were... Well, unfocused and shaky and did you feel like you were having the air sucked out of you nauseated I definitely feel sick well I felt that before and I feel that all around us you don't feel that pressure I can't say I noticed it before until what happened the drowl are here. We're here. They are. What? Which way did they go? <laughs> Outside the city. All right. After pointing at this tower. They pointed at us. Yes. They did not see me, but I saw them. And what makes me very worried that after they pointed at the tower it was like they saw something I never seen drow flee in the matter that they fled calculated quiet as if this place is not safe at all all of it whatever's out there that got them to flee in the manner that they did. We gotta be very careful. Agreed. Now, if you know you anything see? or if Scott knows anything at all, I beg of you. You need to let me know. All right. Now. Well, we've got to translate that journal, and we'll hopefully learn more at least about that. I don't think we have time. That's well, we do you. if I take the time to translate it. It's fine. I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. Ariel, I very much do. And if we go against our opponents without any information, we will perish. I'm not asking to go against our opponents. The fact that my cousins fled is very worrying. Also, Nothics 
I was told by Moonrock. All right. They're here. Do we, did we have a visual on them at any point? As where they are? We have say? to ask her. All right. I believe the dome building that we came out from. The I thought we building. wiped them out. That was the uh, the museum, yes. Hmm. All right. Valen. Do you mind taking my hand? Wow. This here is... I've made up my mind now. And she'll turn and she'll walk away. And Teriel, um, stands perplexed. Now, Velen, I hate to bring this up, mm-hmm. because it's a good moment, but this glass area is floating above the tower. Now, I'm assuming that you all used either Chappie's fly spell or grappling hook to make your way up to this space. What do you do? I fly back down. Do you have the fly spell? No. Jeffy. Did she fall? Uh, Terriel's going to try to grab her before she tumbles. <laughs> I'm just well, guessing I mean, she was I in would, her no, emotions. No, 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 no. I would, oh. I would be aware of the fact that we got mm-hmm. up that way somehow. Yeah. So, decidedly, how would you have made it that we got up there? Would it have been from a fly spell and we would just leave ourselves stranded, or would there be a grappling hook there? Well, Cheppy would not have had uh, a fly spell available, so... All right, then I would take the grappling hook down. I don't want him touching me. Here's a question for the group. Would you have left the grappling hook there, or would you have taken it with you? No, we would have. I think we would have taken it. Yeah, we would have pulled would it up. Why would we leave a path? Thinking and how would we be up there up. right now in the first place? Well, you well, use the, the grappling, grappling hook, hook was, to get up, and then you can yeah, just so take it up. Bring the, the rope back up and then put the grappling hook away. Because it was on the edge of whatever this floating thing is, and then we all shimmied up the rope. Right, but we left the hut. I would be heading back to the hut is my point. Oh, oh, oh. I'm yeah. sorry. I misunderstood. Oh. That's why I yeah. wanted to communicate this. <laughs> I didn't okay. want her to fall to her death. Okay. And so you yeah, walked no, no, no. back I'm into the hut. I'm not making any leaps. Okay. Yeah, I would walk back I'm, into the hut. That's why yeah, I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. So, Terry, yeah. before she, like, gets all the way, he's like, Velen? Velen walks into that. And then he's just like, he stands perplexed. And he's confused. She said... And he just goes on in his head. She's made up her mind. Cheryl's intentions was to make sure that her hands weren't shaking anymore. But, and he had all positive intentions, but that move really stirred him up. Sure. And it's at that point where um, Cheryl turns around again and uh, turns around and looks down at the morning lord's signal and he's just like I asked for your help but I believe that the point that you didn't answer was to find the answers within me 
looking inside the hut. Dellen, what are you doing? I'll go ahead and I'll put my back against one of the walls and I'll start looking at the uh, journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrell's gonna walk back in and, uh, how long has it been? Total? Up to you. You were outside. I mean, doing all that stuff, I would say he's been doing this for like hours. Um, and, uh, he goes and, uh, sees Moonbrook and Sheppy and then he kind of like puts his hand, he bends down and uh grabs Cheppy's hand and holds it and then puts his hand on her face and tries to gently wake her huh terriel mm. you can see Velen, by the way is just she's reading the journal against one of the walls she would also look sort of crestfallen too mm. is everything okay what time is it? I have no idea. What sense of time? Everything seems to be a blur, and I'm very confused. And you are the only one. He's whispering this to her. That seems to bring out the best of me. So would you please do me one more favor? I can try. Chubby's uh, very confused waking up, but she can try and <laughs> do what she can. Uh, and he, uh, stands up and places his hand out to help her up. She takes it and gets up. She, um, tries to shimmy away from Moonbook just to make sure not to wake her up as best as she can. Wiping some drool from her face. How do you, how do you trance, by the way, Moonbrook? Are you, like, sitting or are you laying down? Oh, we, we trance sitting up. Mm-hmm. You know, um... Crisscross applesauce style. Okay. Sitting sitting up straight. Okay. I picture Cheppy just like with her head kind of laid in her lap and maybe like around her leg a little bit and getting up. What's going on? Have you seen something? What what's yes. got you confused? Well come with me. And uh he takes her outside the hut. Cheppy's gonna go out. He'll follow him, kind of confused, looking at everyone, making sure that everyone's still there and okay. Mm-hmm. You probably see Velen is reading the journal that you found. <sighs> you know, I have... I need to tell you some things that I probably haven't said before. And uh, he looks down at her and he's just like, oh... I selfishly many of times, well, not many of times, but twice too many, asked my deity to allow me to sacrifice myself for you all. Let my life force be used to protect. And then I realized that the endangerment that I'd be bringing to you all Our lives in Vaishan isn't really there for ourselves, just for the greater good. And I thought that was the thing that I was supposed to do. But 
I am at a crossroads, Chippy. I have a lot going on in my head that I can't figure out. You see, there's a conflict. This time of not light and darkness, but of a gray void and in between, where I can't turn to either side for an answer. So now I'm trusting in someone that I feel that cares about me more than anyone else here. We are in danger. The drow are here. Mothix is a lich outside. And then there's that feeling of Velen, who I let in. Who we let in. Earlier, I felt a sense of darkness deep inside her and Mortis fairly. But this place that we're in, this ancient city, so to speak, feels like it's closing in and becoming smaller by the second, and eyes are all around us. The drow were here, were, is the key word, pointing at the tower frantically, not looking like the noble and focused group that they are, but the one thing that they were focused in was fleeing very discreetly in a certain pattern, tight formation calculated. That bothers me, Chubby. So, I go and look for the person that I felt like I was not trusting in the most. To finally find that innermost thing that I am missing, I go to Velen. Before I go to wake her, that sense of a needle threading through came to me. So I closed it up and I asked her to come with me and I told her the gravity of the situation and if she knew anything at all, she needed to let me know. I asked her how she felt when that sensation came over and if she saw anything. She said her hands were shaking and she felt nauseated. Sucked in a void, I was asking for her hand to see if I can calm her. And that's when something very troubling came out, Chubby. She said, and he leans in. She stares me in the eyes, gives a cold look and says, no, she's made up her mind. You've had your reservations. So has the group. I've had mine. I thought I came to a consensus. I thought that I would finally entrust in the words, but that Chippy's is Chippy's gonna take her hands back, seeing Teriel just spiraling, and she's gonna smack them straight on his face and look him in the eyes. Teriel, you need to breathe. The Morning Lord has abandoned me. No. To my own wills. 
don't trust my judgment yet, and I think that's the problem. What do you I don't do? don't have bad judgment, Teriel. This is a really hard situation. What <laughs> you're saying about... Uh, Velen right now, but... That's not the main problem here. Exactly. So... We can't change whatever's going on with Velen. Possibly if she wanted our help, we could, but... Teria, we're here for a purpose. Mm. I care about Velen, but like you said, <laughs> Cheppy had reserves, and... If something happens and she doesn't want to stay with us, we can't change that. As long as we can continue bringing warmth to the Dale. Maybe... I don't know, maybe something is going on with her, but... Maybe this place is changing her. Maybe it's changing Morty. Something happened to them, it doesn't mean it's permanent. We just... We just need to look out for each other. That's the main thing here. We're trying to look out for everybody. But if I asked you to take my hand, you would do a bit out of trace, would you not? Cheppy would, but you've never doubted Cheppy. Bellin <laughs> has a lot of her own secrets, and so does everybody else. She has her reserves, and we just have to hope she comes to us if she needs us. You're right. Well, we need to finish resting. But I need your eyes. Cheppy can stay up for a little while. Um, how long do you think the party, or maybe Cheppy specifically, has slept so far? Probably six hours. Okay. Chebby needs a couple more hours, but I can take a look out for a little bit. If you would, please. Any points in the, in the directions? Are they... were there? And they were conversing. And pointing up. And when they pointed up, that's when everything changed. The movements... became more calculated, like almost they were on the edge of the town here, and he brings out his notebook, and he brings out the horrible drawing. As you see here, you see this, this is where they were going, and this is the route that they took, and they were very, very specific. Something's not right. We weren't this specific, and I I don't know what I do. I don't know how to lead us in the right direction. Breathe. It's not just about you leading us. We're a team. Stop forgetting that. No, I understand. This isn't all on your shoulders. But I'm... (sighs) It's okay. Chubby's gonna look out in the directions that he's pointing. Is there anything that, like, particularly stands out to her? No. Maybe they have their own reason for being here, but so do we. They pointed. Let's just do ours. And he's like trying to explain to her he's broken speaking and his head is coming out of clear sentences, but out of his mouth is not. They, they point, they point it, they, they don't believe me, right? It's not you that do I believe don't, me. I do, but Cheppy's just. Tired, I get it. Is something going on with you, Terrio? No, not do you. <laughs> No, no, I'm, f- I'm fine. I just... And then he kind of looks at her and the way she's looking at him. <sighs> no. 
sorry. Just go back to sleep. And he kind of like nods and uh, smile, smiles a, not a lying smile, but it's just like kind of like a smile that's just trying to like convince the world that everything is okay. And then he just kind of turns back and looks in the area and ponders. Inside check. Sure. <laughs> Cariel, you can make a, I will leave this up to you, either a deception or a persuasion check. It'll definitely be, it'll be a deception. I mean, I, I couldn't persuade. It's an at 20. Chebby believes him. She kind of just like slowly nods and... Terrell, if you really think something bad is going on, then wake us all up, but... Chebby does need to rest. Sorry. You're not in this on your own. We're all here. And she's gonna kind of reach out and grab his hand and squeeze it. Uh, he'll squeeze back, but this time it's 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 almost like a it's gonna sound really bad. It's almost like a goodbye, kind of like just just as if this is the this would be the last time, but not as if like he's going to do something, but just in case something bad happens, because he's he just doesn't. He feels abandoned. Oh man, feeling that I think Chappie would have like butterflies in her tummy just because this area is like this is scary. This could be the last moment for any of us and she kind of reaches in and just gives him a big hug instead and pulls him in close and she really hugs him like giving all of the warmth that she could to him just being a little rock hoping that you know they can stay together. There is a warmth that spreads through you, Teriel. Cheppy is able to comfort most of the people in the group with ease. Mm. And I think now is no different. Now you take that uh, is up uh, to you, but yeah, he'll t- he'll take it in and um. And then he'll just, yeah, he'll take it in completely and um, he'll squeeze her a little bit tighter and then um, he'll kind of pull her away and look into her eyes and just be like, smile and nods, a convincing smile, and then kind of just sends her off. But as she walks away, he'll turn around and he'll just envision her out in the, like out in the cold. He has no idea. Uh, Envision her losing her hand, um, envision, and then the total breakdown of envisioning the fact that he let down Leoric and uh, Leoric died. And that really is eating at him. And he's at a, uh, a mental conflict right now of oh, telling yeah. himself it's not. I, I, I wasn't fast enough. I wasn't strong enough. I, it's mentally unstable and I'm mentally unstable. Now I'm going to lose him. I'm going to lose her. And lose them. They are. I'm so sorry. I've got your books. I have. I have books. I have. <laughs> we found your books. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose her. We are. And I'll come back for you. Damn them 
for saying that the Dale takes what it wants again, have. I'm going to do what I think is right. And, uh, at that point, Teriel, um, grits his teeth and, um, kind of writes a promise in his book to, uh, Leoric and leaves a note for Chepi in there and, um, closes his book and stares out into the open city. The remainder of your watch passes Teriel. And as you're about to go check in on everyone, you notice something begin to change. Everyone, I... First thing that you notice is that the temperature has begun to drop. One thing that has been missing in a good way since you have arrived in this city is the lack of the wind. It just magnifies the cold by so much. As anyone that has experienced true cold understands that wind chill factor is always what really gets you. And there still is no wind, but it's cold. And down below, near the central spire, you start to see snow and rime begin spreading on the ground. <gasps> no. It's kind of like very silent. Goes, oh. Oh. <laughs> snow begins to twirl and gust around and The hairs on the back of your neck begin to stand at attention as you see several figures begin to appear from beyond the snow. Giants. Smaller creatures. And one that you can never forget. <gasps> and I guess the scene would be like, it's almost like uh, if, if you see a camera, like zoom in and it gets like super close, almost like he's face to face with her. He's like, And Oriel the Frost Maiden approaches the central spire, covered in that strange purple-like glow that seems to dance around the central spire. She holds up 
a hand, or talons in this case. Like she is grabbing something from the air itself, and she wrenches her talons down. And you feel this pulse shoot through you. And you see and feel this crackling energy pulsate and break down this barrier around the central spire. No! And he, like, uh, yells out, and he just starts running as fast as he can uh, towards the hut, and he scoops up Cheppy and uh, grabs Moonbrook and holds them tight and, like, pulls them up, and he's just like, Wake up! And uh, he's going to, like... I mean, at this point, he's, like, clutching Cheppy so tight. Uh, and uh, he's got his hand on Moonbrook, and his hands are, like, sinking into her shoulder as hard as they can. And he's like, What's going on? What's happening? Get up now. What's happening? Do you notice it? Do you feel it? This is what I was talking about. I knew it. And he looks over at Velen, and he's like, Velen! What? What is it? She's here. Do you not feel it on unmistakable power? Whatever it is, she is not weak. And uh, he points out at uh, everything, the rhyme starting to frost on the walls and his breath. And uh, he's just distraught. And he's looking down at Chep and he's just like, I won't lose you. Uh, and um, he grabs Ray and like picks up Mortis by the back of the neck and he's just yeah, like yeah, lining yeah, everyone yeah. at all. He's like, we have to go now. Okay. And then he's just point, he like walks everybody to the ledge and points out. It's gone. The light. And beware. And he just doesn't. He can't even say her name. He just points down. Look. Pointing down, each of you can see three giant skeletons. Some other strange creatures, smaller than these giant skeletons and maybe wolves surrounding the form of real the frost maiden and that is where we will end today's episode I'm not ready to die maybe we do need Velen the lich yeah, truly. I was kind of thinking that. I'd rather battle in the lips and battle in the. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't say it. Stoking. Personal attack. Wow. I am experiencing RP bleed at this very moment. <laughs> I would never call you that. But a lich. Totally. But a lich. But a lich, yeah. on the other hand. Great job, everybody. Hell of an episode. Well done. Wow. Wowzers. Yeah. Poor Teriel, he's back in this stupid state of I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> oh, so you're a paladin. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like there's the something wrong anymore. here. It's strange. Yeah. I love it. 
Man, this city is amazing. It's yes. so cool to look around. I wish uh -huh. we could explore the whole thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> she found items. <laughs> Throw books you at did it. find it's items. Expensive. It's expensive. We, we also have a Shardlin wand. Uh-huh. We got a lot of stuff. Which I should probably mm. identify. <laughs> uh, well, I have Leorg's finger. <laughs> Which is also a Shardlin wand. You, you have to understand. In my bags, this whole this whole time, I've uh -huh. gotten Leork's finger, uh -huh. a mirror, a couple episodes back from the town, and a book and a scroll. That's the stuff Ray's got, and and those pages that you bought off of Leoric. No, those are gone. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> you gotta use toilet paper from somewhere. <laughs> Thirty gold toilet paper. Leoric would die inside. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, what I'm interested about is Ray didn't show anybody the scrolls. Well, no, 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 no. I, He's I keeping them for himself. You should have not trusted no. Ray to win. No, 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 Ray, no, no, no. Ray, 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 wait, 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 wait. Fine. I, I said him. I went to look at them, but I never was told what I was looking at. So yep. I assumed they were nothing. <laughs> Sure thing, buddy. There, I did. I said, <laughs> no, we, we were all settling down. I was like, Ray's going to take out a, the scrolling. He's going to, like, he wasn't hiding oh, he it. He literally, but he but I never got any feedback for what it was. I was like, shit, maybe it's blank. Yeah, so he I said it as away. soon as he got into the tower. Yeah. Yeah, because, but there was a lot going on. All right, yeah. roll it back. Let's redo the scene. You <laughs> I'm sure I saw something and I'll figure it out and then, <laughs> and then I'll. Sure. Oh, Ray was thinking about was dry at tongue. I know. No, I was thinking about toilet paper. Weren't we Can all? this be used yeah, as toilet honestly, paper? It was. If I cut it Hot like this, scene. I can <laughs> stack it and toilet paper. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well done. <laughs> Good job, everybody. That was a hell of an episode. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go around the room. We're gonna do some shout outs and whatnot. Um, but uh, first and foremost, please make sure you're following all these wonderful people. Please, please, please go give them a follow. And if you haven't uh, followed Table Story yet, make sure you're following us, Table Story on Twitch, Table Story on YouTube, at a Table Story on Twitter, and come hang out on our Discord, tablestory.tv slash Discord. Come hang out and talk about all the different shows and things that we do. Look for people that are looking for groups for different games and things. Come check it out. Um... Yeah, as we as we get closer to the end of this campaign, I am so curious to see how things go because there are several different endings that could happen, and I am so intrigued to see the way that the group proceeds here because um, things have gotten more complicated and choices have been made or not made, and um, they've learned a lot in this session, I think. A lot. Uh -huh. uh, going to the library. <laughs> going to the library when you did is uh, pretty great. It's good timing to go there, and um, yeah, good job. Well done. Let's go around the room. Let's do some shoutouts, shall we? Why don't we start off with Faye today? Hello, darlings. Uh, hi, my name is Phelan. I played Velen for y'all today. Um. I am a voice actor for video games. I stream video games over on twitch.tv slash Uh, and I'm also on Twitter and stuff like that for uh, the same username. 
all that good stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And I love my friends very much. This was such a fun one today. Everybody go follow all of them, please. Thank you. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Aaron, why don't you go next, buddy? Hi, everybody. My name is Aaron Black, and um, I'm a writer, and I wrote a book called Firewall Down. And if you want to know more about that, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron B. Writes. Uh, and other than that, yeah, this was a really interesting episode, and I I didn't expect it to end this way. Uh, <laughs> like, of all, of all things, like, how do you think today's going to end? Not, not her showing up, so... I feel like that's a in fire in her ass sort of situation. Like, fuck. So And her entourage. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a problem. That's its own thing. <laughs> that's its own thing. So, I'm yep. glad we rested. <laughs> still yeah. undead. I was just still pretty shitty from poison. <laughs> Some of us rested. She, she could shoot her. Don't think Thank you so much. I'm trying Aaron. to fight the jackal thing. Myth! Hi, it's me, Myth! Uh, or Cord, I am not streaming right now. I played Mortis. Um, this is a bunch of information in a random order. Um, Spellwind happens on Thursdays. I dungeon master for that. Uh, I played Mortis. What Wednesdays. other random? Wednesdays. 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 What day is it? Um, and <laughs> Wednesdays, I don't know what day it is. Let me start that over. Uh, use take two. Hi, everybody. It's me, Cord. Um, and no, you used to go back to one. You used to take one. Um, oh boy. Uh, what an episode, huh? <laughs> well, and this is why we do D and D. What an episode, right? D and D groups are the best. Wow, isn't it great? So socially, <laughs> yeah. This was a. This was, <laughs> It was a really awesome episode. I am, I'm still sort of processing everything that happened, um, obviously. Uh, we got some really cool juice uh, from Scant, Rocks. as well as Velen, as well as, uh, as Teriel. Teriel, the Oath of the Leoric Grave Paladin is very exciting. Can't wait for that to uh, come into fruition and to yeah. show you the stats for that, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right, Frank? Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as for me, you can follow me on twitter.com slash mythomatic uh, and see when I'm up to stuff. Uh, like I said, I'm not streaming right now, but... Are you doing you a thing out in the woods? Yeah, I do a thing out in the woods every once in a while. I haven't been able to do that yet because it's been so, like, Is that a muddy book? and stuff here. But don't tell us about it. All right, fine. Uh, so I'm doing a... Uh, I'm starting a new YouTube channel called The Deep Woodsman, and it's me in the woods doing wood, like a wilderness VOD and camping trips and stuff like that. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, go check that out and give me a follow over there. Um, yeah, that's... That's it. Thank you so much. It's been great. Thanks for being here and watching. And um, if you didn't like the shout out, just watch last week's. That's me. <laughs> Thank you, Myth. Wow. Uh-huh. Proxy. Hello. Um, I'm Proxy. I play Cheppy. Thank you guys so much for watching this week. It's nice to finally be back again. Um, oh my God. This episode was kind of crazy. And I'm. Slightly terrified. <laughs> um, I do leather working here on Twitch. If you guys want to check that out, I do it from like Monday to Thursday. I'm starting next week again. I think I can finally go back to my regular stream. So if you want, my God, I keep dropping my phone. <laughs> um, if you guys want to watch me do some leather stuff, stop on by. Thank you so much, Proxy. Wish. Hello, me, your girl Wish, and uh, I appreciate everybody being awesome today. 
uh, follow me on Twitter, uh, and I might do stuff. Who knows? But please check out all my friends. They're wonderful and amazing, and um, I love you guys. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Wish. Tess. <laughs> um, please go follow everybody else because they're amazing. I'm Tess. I stream lots and lots and lots of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands right now because it's awesome. And I did a fun cosplay of her. And yeah, so I good. stream Saturdays. <laughs> um, please go follow everybody else because they're amazing. Please also sub to this channel because you get cute emotes of, of kissy frogs and just cute hearts and, and good stuff and Wack deserves all the support in the world. The whole channel deserves all the support in the world, so good thing. Seriously. <laughs> Patreon. Love the table story! Thank you so much, Tess. Technique. Sorry, I'm busy subscribing to the Patreon. <laughs> okay. Hi, I'm Technique, or Frank. Uh, I play Teriel, your love-hate relationship dude. Um... I stream on Twitch. Fuck, I don't even know anymore. I got cord head. See, I, see, cord head. Yeah, that's what they call it. Fucking diagnosed today. Give money to this channel and sub to all the other folks out there. They do a lot of RP off uh, on their streams. You should definitely check it out. It's really awesome. I think I'm the only loser that doesn't. You're not a loser. <laughs> not a loser. Because he's no. follow and sub to Technique. <laughs> Thank you so much, buddy. Uh, I'm Wang Steven. I've been your DM of Doom. I've dragged the players kicking and screaming through the adventure today. I said that there would be puppies and hugs, and there were puppies and hugs. There were definitely puppies Aha! and hugs. Ha! April Fool's <laughs> on you. That was pretty good. What'd you well say? Done. Oh, Seder hugs. Seders <laughs> and hugs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for being here today, as always. Much love, chat. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. Um, thank you so much to my wonderful cast. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Myth. Thank you, Proxy. Thank you, Faye. Thank you, Technique. Thank you, Tess. Thank you, Wish, for being awesome role players. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Uh, if you want to check out the things that I do tomorrow, I'm on Title Blades um, for uh, a wonderful, uh, wholesome, and... Uh, fantastic experience GM'd by Pumpkinberry where we play the Cypher system uh, and specifically in the world of Tidal Blades which is a board game that you can check out that's tomorrow 4pm Eastern come check that out um, I am also in the process of designing my own TTRPG you can check that out over on my channel uh, where I am yeah, I'm making a lot of progress things have been going great um, and uh, I am I'm halfway done with the with the mage class, I have uh, been working on the different schools of, of well, not schools, but uh, the different elemental affinities for the mage, and that's been fantastic. Mm. I've been making uh, some some cool death mage stuff, and it's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying the hell out of that. Um, come check that out. That's one p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays, and I'm also on Spellwind as a player there as well. Check that out. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff. Headed your way uh, here on Table Story this year. There's so much stuff uh, coming, guys. So just hold on to your butts because it's, it's just going to be a, a, a deluge of wonderful content. Thank you so much for being here. Peace out. And have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>